0: I'd like to uh, encourage us uh, this weekend to um, to uh, to explore to explore um, uh, simplicity I was just uh, saying a few words about this I think before we went on the break and it seems uh, important to name this again so yeah in the kind of an, almost I want to say in the creative way to see how could simplicity uh, be a value this weekend? Uh, I think it would be uh, very fitting with what we're doing. Like, what, what form could simplicity take uh, for me this weekend or for me now? You know, at different moments uh, during the, the weekend, you could think of this or have this in mind in some way, what would be a way to simplify things? Um, in order to create the supportive conditions to, uh, for intimacy with immediate experience, uh. so we're in a way we're we're um, we're entering some kind of uh, you know ephemeral um, a monastery together. We're we're in monastic time, mm-hmm. we're in monastic lifestyle, or coming closer to to it in, in our own way, in the way that is possible for us uh, this weekend. Uh, that's one way to, to present it. A way that I think about this also that works for me is, this is a, labo- a laboratory. So we're in a laboratory this this weekend. So in this laboratory, um, it's uh, what is it made of this laboratory? A lot of simplicity is helpful because we're exploring in that lab, lab we're exploring the present moment and how it's felt, how it's being experienced just now, now and now. And not being too busy is really helpful with you know news, communications you know so as much as you can bring uh, Simplicity, another word we use often, as you know, is renunciation. To yeah, to, to make it as simple as possible, so that we can come really close to the teaching instructions of the Buddha, which are so incredibly simple in some ways, you know. Like sitting, know you're sitting. It requires some simplicity, no? Otherwise I'm really busy about next week, and the decisions I have to make, and all this, you know. like So I have to, just knowing that I'm sitting when sitting, or standing when standing, or walking. It requires not being so busy, either in our minds, or in the the things, the number of things we have to do. And so, maybe eating simply this weekend, or communicating just a little less if it's possible, whatever is possible, in the conditions we're we're in, is uh, you know could be interesting to work uh, with this. So maybe it would be uh, good, no, if I said a few words about the theme. <laughs> so, um, so these teachings, there's so many. Uh, ways to talk about the, the to, to explore the, the, this dharma. So I'll use that word. Many of you know it. Uh, it can it can mean different things, but maybe here, just the way I used it, might mean to explore the the, the nature of reality or human nature, or maybe more specifically, the teachings of uh, of the Buddha, this philosophy or even psychology. I think of it uh, in this way sometimes. Um, yeah, so there's many ways to, uh, many kinds of, uh, that's how I, I, I understand it is. So I have my habitual way, my habitual lens to look at the world, what I want, my opinions, will I get there, et cetera, what should be happening, etc. And when I come to this lab or monastery or in the time of practice, I remove the habitual lens or glasses I wear and I put the particular kind of lens. And I see my experience in the world through these lenses. So there's many different kinds of Dharma lenses that helps us uh, develop wisdom or compassion or clarity or maybe I would want to say creativity. And so the particular lens that I suggested for the weekend uh, here was the lens of the four... Kinds of efforts. So it's a, it's a way, it could have been so many other lenses. And, uh, and so we'll play with this some um, this uh, weekend. Um, and so these, uh, these four efforts um, is a way to talk about the spiritual path in a way. Uh, going from from what to what, going from... And we'll all have, you know, the what to what that is maybe uh, specific to us, like what what path are you on, you know? From where to where are you trying to travel to, you know? Uh, And to me, when I reflect on this, when I think of this, um, I think of, uh, uh, you know, very classic Buddhist way to put it, from suffering to the end of suffering. From confusion, to the end of confusion. From uh, the mind or heart being afflicted, from affliction, to non-affliction, to the end of affliction. But I also think about it in terms of, uh, you know, from, um, from... from brokenness to healing. What is the path of healing... You know, how to heal uh, injustice in the world, how to heal my relationship. I have many, I, have, I see it through kind of different scales, yeah? So, oh, how to heal this being, you know, with all the confusion in it and the way it's, you know, shoved right and left with all these emotions and wants and conflicting you know, ideas or needs or you know, all these conditionings that are either like, where, you know, it's either arrogance that, sh- that shows up, or self-hatred, and all this within 20 minutes. You know, so how to go from this to a mind that is liberated. So in here, you know, how to heal this here, this physical, psychological, psychic, spiritual <laughs> thing here. But also how to heal all these relationships that I'm in, you know, this so many, an infinite number of relationships, you know, and also if I think in terms of society or uh, talk about environment, you know, like, so how to go from a, you know, industrial growth society to a life honoring society, you know, how to go from a, a world where there is a, you know, Oppression and privilege, injustice, invisibility to to a world where there is, a, you know, vibrancy and and blossoming and, and inclusivity and of each contribution from everyone. You know, so how to go from this to that? You know, and so uh, this is maybe what we could call a path that. We're on, what is your path? You know, where, from where to where are you trying to go? Um, and a big part of what's going to be necessary at any of these scales, from my point of view, or I think it's what the teachings are saying, is that part of this, there's going to have to be a, some inner work, you know, even if the only thing you care about is the climate change or climate crisis—I don't know what word to use anymore, you know, how to define what's happening. You know, if that's what you really care about, then anyway, some very wise beings are saying it will require things. You know, it will require objecting to some of the ways we do things. It will require uh, creating and developing and you know, uh, uh, sustaining or, or uh, maintaining new forms of uh, you know being together, or consuming, or uh, producing, or and it will also require inner work, uh, inner work in terms of uh, awakening. Liberation from confusion. Uh, its It will need efforts uh, to go from greed, hatred, confusion in society, in ourselves, in our relationship, to uh, compassion, generosity, care, consideration, uh, creativity. And uh, in the Buddhist teachings, and it seems like it says... Uh, it's, uh, it says that, uh, you know, this path to healing is not impossible. It's possible. It's not easy. I like that, it, you know, it's not presented as like, you know, it seems very real, very honest, very, you know, it's, oh, yeah, there's a lot to do in one's heart and in one's relationship. You know, and we know we know this. No, it's just hearing the land acknowledgement at the beginning. Like this, there's a lot to do for us to live well together, and for many of us, there's a lot of inner work to do. To you know, for for just uh, you know this, uh, just this, and then there's the whole rest of the world. You know. A reparation and healing. Um, yeah, so I like that the teachings say it's not impossible. It's possible, possible. Could easily not happen, you know, but it's possible. It will require some efforts, you know. And uh, the way uh, it's uh, presented and the in the teachings, as you know, there's many lists. And I like these, many of these lists, lists I like a lot. This one I, I like. I, I find there's something... Uh, as much as the word effort is uh, exhausting for, for me to hear, <laughs> you know, like the, the wise efforts. I'm like, oh my God, I'm exa- already exhausted just by the word effort. <laughs> Somehow when when... when when suddenly it's divided in these fours, some, some, somehow my mind's open. That's very personal, but my mind relaxes a bit, opens up. There's something beautiful about it to me, uh, and it says, "So, what? What is the path?" You know, viewed with these lenses, we could put another pair of lenses, but through these, it would say, "Well, uh, there's the work of uh, the, the effort to abandon, abandon what's uh, hindering, what's hindering relationship." Healing. Uh, so abandoning is something that will need to be done. Abandoning what has arisen and is in the way, you know, to abandon attitudes. Oh, yeah, what, what, abandon what, Pascal? Abandon, abandon, there's many things to abandon, to renounce, to let go of, to not nurture anymore, to not be fooled or duped by, under the spell of occupied under occupation by uh, to attend to so maybe some attitudes or intentions conscious or not that are in our you know minds uh, we're going to have to uh, abandon um, some thoughts we're going to learn to not pursue habitually or compulsively or Abandon thoughts, yes, Uh, emotions. How to abandon some emotions that are disturbing ourselves and our relationship, afflictive, disturbing emotions. (laughs) Just when I say this, I'm like, yeah, it makes sense that it would be presented like this like, oh, not impossible, not easy, not impossible. How long? <laughs> we never know. Is it the beginning of the whole weekend? <laughs> we never know. Yeah. So abandoning something that is in the way—that's uh, one of the effort. Another of the effort is to avoid, avoid, so s- avoid the arising, avoid uh, something that is not there, and how to avoid from it arising that it something that is in the way. So abandon what's in the way, avoid the arising of what what would be in the way. And then there's uh, the effort to, uh, uh, maybe I'll say here, just invite or uh, uh, make, uh, what's the word in English, arouse, arouse, beautiful qualities that will be helpful for healing. You know? And we were actually, it's not that mysterious, we were just practicing this, I think when I said, oh, let's see if we can bring a little freshness, a little curiosity. This is exactly what we're talking about. So how to heal, how to go towards joy, compassion, inner balance, uh, creativity. I'll probably come back with this word. Um, So... One very simple thing we did here, and will continue to do, is to say, what if we brought a little curiosity to regular events that we tend to not notice, be just used to, you know, breathing, sitting, hearing, all these things. What if we were to bring a little heightened awareness? What could be possible (coughs) on our path to healing our relationships? So healing, healing our relationship with the inner world, you know, uh, and so uh, the, the arou- arousing, arou- arousing, arousing. <laughs> so funny that I would end up here teaching, how <laughs> I hardly speak the language. How did I get myself into this? Make, make, make. Yeah, it helped the birth of, invite, uh, welcome. Uh, uh, and the fourth quality is to maintain or develop or cultivate something that is already there. And so, wow, that would be the whole path. How interesting is that? What would, you know, one way to see the whole path is that simple. Abandon what's uh, unwholesome or... Um, uh, You know, not beneficial. Abandon it. Avoid its arising. Uh, uh, Invite what is beautiful and cultivate it so it grows. This is the whole path. And we do this with attitudes, emotions, uh, intentions, thoughts. And it will go um, even further than this. Perceptions. You know, how to abandon uh, uh, unbeneficial perceptions. I'm thinking here, biases, you mm. uh, know. There's a whole work uh, around this. I've been participating, I have been uh, feel lucky enough, or... I don't know what, no, that's not the right word, but... Anyway, I'm participating in. um, I've been participating for a few years in kind of white caucus groups of white folks who are questioning, you know, their their, our participation in uh, in uh, in white supremacy. You know, how how am I keeping this alive? What's what's my way of uh, contributing to keeping this alive? You know. And there's a, an amazing work, not impossible, but not easy to abandon, you know, conditioned perceptions and biases, you know, that this mind holds. It's never been taught this thing in an explicit way, but it, some, something was transmitted very strongly about, you know, I don't know, white as supreme. How deluded is that? Yet, it found its way in the system. And I'm talking about this one here. You know. And this work of abandoning, abandoning, cultivating, make, making, inviting new perceptions, you know, not easy. And no one else will do it for us. This is maybe why we're here. And that's why I'm here. you know. And I remember going to retreats, and they would say, why do you come to retreat? You know, and for a while, for a few years, my answer was always like very spontaneously, like, because no one will do it for me. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it, you know, I need to detoxify this system. I need to, I, you know, very carefully, very caringly, uh, not adding judgment and abuse and uh, or not giving up, you know, this middle path, you know, of being responsible with what's in there, and you know, doing this work of abandoning what needs to be abandoned in here, of uh, you know, uh, avoiding the arising of what's going to be unhelpful uh, in this mind, heart, and in these uh, relationships, you know, uh, and how to cultivate make, make, uh, make happen or, uh, you know, invite beautiful qualities and develop them. It's not easy. Yet, I think there is no other choice than to actually do this. And so it's very responsible to do, I feel that's how I see it, to do what we're doing here this weekend is is a very responsible thing to do for a human being for a human being on a planet, for a human being that is a, a citizen, that is sharing the space with others, to actually become conscious of what's at play. You know, what's, what are the attitudes, intentions, thoughts, beliefs, perceptions that are there? So, and of course, you know, when I'm, I'm saying this, you might hear it, you know, in the same way that I do. I'm like, Wow probably not in a weekend (laughs) you know we might you know little steps you know but it seems like it's and that's why I like um, where I like Buddhist cosmology you know where there's uh, many lifetimes you know it seems like wow that's going to be a that's anyway I appreciate the cosmology of many lifetimes because otherwise like like to, to, it's a big, big work, big work. I don't want to to be discouraging, but uh, I remember in the first couple of years of my practice, I think maybe even three or four first years of my practice, I, at some point I was sitting on a retreat and there was a, you know, a a teacher I respect and love basically very much is uh, Carol Wilson and she was uh, kind of sitting here te- uh, you know, teaching about the, sharing about the Dharma, and, and she was saying like, oh, you know, I've been practicing for a few decades now, and I have so much respect. I think she was saying, these are maybe my words, but she was saying, yeah, something like this, I have so much respect for conditionings, you know, the way we've been conditioned, all these attitudes and beliefs and perceptions, you know, like, it's not easy to uproot these things, you know, to abandon. It's not easy to abandon. It's not easy to cultivate, you know. And I remember in my arrogance, I was sitting there on the floor, you know, and I was like, what is she saying? You know, like, sure, in two or three years, you know, certainly you can <laughs> clear up the path. Et voilà, 25 years later, <laughs> I'm sitting here like, well, it's not impossible. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, and so uh, and so, how how can we make the path sustainable? You know, because you hear this, you might go like, "Oh, I'm, I'm giving up." You know, it seems uh, way too much. Oh, so you know that suddenly the energy is giving is going in the wrong direction. We're abandoning the right, the wrong thing. You know, <laughs> suddenly we're abandoning the path. You know, is it gonna be? Is it gonna make life easier? Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe it's you know. So, you know, th- so what, what is it that needs to be abandoned? What is it that needs to be cultivated? Yeah, maybe there's a list, you know, mindfulness and benevolence on one side and hatred on the other, you know. But we need to clarify this in the lab, you know, in, the, in life. You know, we need to bring this particular kind of attention and be deeply touched, by what is visiting or inhabiting us, you know, and, and uh, instead of being under the spell of, uh, you know, m- moved by, uh, duped by, or being in a hateful relationship, like, ah, oh, I hate when I do this, and I hate when I'm like that, or, I should stop being so hard on myself or on others, you know. You know, like, the the work of abandoning is much more subtle and delicate than this. So what we do for us is we simplify for a few days things, you know. We create a lab to do this work, you know. And we go in very, very uh, humbly and gradually, and we just see if we can uh, start by maybe becoming aware of the environment, like we did earlier. Like we do this very, very slowly, very progressively, gradually. So we just say, hey, we're together here. Let's just... Let's not try to abandon and cultivate. Let's just become aware of the environment, of the silence here. Let's just feel the body breathing. It's just, yeah, discover the body sitting, if it's sitting, or standing, if it's standing. And as we do this, you know, we create the right conditions for... Even if we didn't talk, I didn't talk about this, abandoning, avoiding, um, arousing, and cultivating, this would be what would happen naturally as we, uh, you know, came or come together with uh, these, in these conditions of creating some silence, some space, uh, slowing down, basically, simplifying, and offering a little attention or care, or greater, just generous attention to what's happening. Things are being revealed, and we're becoming intimate, with movements of the mind, you know. And here I'm thinking of, uh, you know, uh, Munindraji, one of the dear teachers of this tradition, uh, saying to Joseph Goldstein, another teacher, saying, "Joseph, if you want to know your mind, you know, or if you want to know how, you know, distress, or affliction is created, suffering is created, and the way out of suffering." You know, if you want to know your mind, sit there and observe it. Discover how you know ill will comes in, or uh, you know how you know how how it creates a world that it hates or a self that it hates. Yeah, it's very uh, subtle work, and it's. Possible to do it? Not impossible, not easy. To me, it's intriguing how much headway can I make in one lifetime. It's intriguing, like how much, you know, clarity or how much confusion can be reduced in one lifetime. Wow, time flies for me. (laughs) I don't know (laughs) in your situation. And so this is what we're going to be playing with this weekend a bit, exploring exploring (coughs) this. So there's no, it's not like uh, based on, uh, I don't know if it's the right word in English, injunction. Like you should, you shouldn't, you know, you should do this, you, I should. It's not like this, it's, it's more like, yeah, in the spirit of exploration. Uh, like if we take, for example, the, the, the story of the Buddha, or the one who was about to be the Buddha, uh, when when he tells the story of before, uh, you know, awakening or deep wisdom or the uprooting of the confusion delusion, uh, when he talks about some of these efforts, he he says something like. Uh, So there's a time, at one moment in the course of my practice, after maybe a few years, yeah, after a few years, I decided, okay, I'm going to make two piles. One pile will be of what is not helpful, and one pile will be of what is helpful, beneficial. And so, when something arises in the mind or heart, That is helpful, systematically, I'm gonna encourage it, cultivate it, develop it, uh, express it. Uh, And systematically, when something unhelpful arises in the mind, systematically, I'm gonna abandon it, not nurture it, not uh, continue in this way. And in the texts that you know, of what has been recorded, of the things the Buddha said, he seems to say, like, once I started doing this, you know, uh, cultivating, abandoning, it went really fast. That's interesting. Huh? So that was the path of yeah, somebody's path. Saying, I'm going to be very attentive, instead of being attentive to what I want, what I don't want, my opinion about this, my opinion about this, I'm going to put the lenses of seeing what's inside, what arises inside, and I'm gonna just do this abandon and cultivate, depending on what arises. Wow. Interesting. So a big part of what is troubling is inside. In a way it's a really good news. Cause there's it's possible, not impossible, there is some agency, some possibility here. If the trouble was only the others, as it seems sometimes, (laughs) you know, then there would be nothing I could do. But because the delusion is here, the attitudes are here, and they're not solid, they're not permanent, they're conditional. And we can come and play here with intelligence, discernment, oh, not my friend, these thoughts. Not healing relationships with oneself or others, the world. Not not helpful in my relationship with those who will be. How very helpful, very supportive, protective of my relationship with those who are not born yet, who will be. How, let me cultivate this So here we have this chance this weekend to explore this a little bit and see for ourselves. Oh yeah, this I don't want to entertain, I don't want to nourish. How can I abandon? What happens? How? You know, is it just a decision to abandon something? Or how does abandoning happen? What's the process of abandoning? How does it work? That's intriguing. What conditions? support abandoning, or cultivating, or arousing. So that's what we'll try, very humbly, simply, this weekend, to touch on a bit. If you want to play with this, as you go back home, uh, tonight, or wherever you're going, if you want to be in retreat, stay in retreat, explore this, I would say, yeah, simplicity. And maybe, I want to say embodiment, in, Incarnation, being cl- staying close to experience. So this kind of simplicity, or of uh, bringing, inviting. Talk about, yeah, arousing, inviting. Inviting a co- uh, j- just slightly fuller presence. So instead of doing things habitually, Doing things consciously, playing with this, playing with this, not like I have to be conscious now with everything I do, but saying, hey, could I? Is it possible? What would it feel like? How would I? What does it mean for me to go away, abandon habit- hab- habitualness, <laughs> the habitual way to do things? What would it mean for me if I was to abandon doing things habitually? And was to explore, invite, doing things consciously. So putting on standing, rolling the mat, or whatever we do, you know, uh, putting on the jacket, holding the bag, pushing the door, walking back to bus, car, bike, you know, unlocking the bike or the door. or What if I was to do? So this is it. We're right in this abandoning, cultivating. This would be the way to dive into that practice tonight, to the amount that is possible for us just now. So for me, that's what I want to at least remind myself, Pascal, oh, Pascal, could there be a slightly heightened awareness of environment, light, textures, uh, Temperature as you move about tonight, or a sound, silence, soundscape, you know, and in terms of movements of body, maybe even of mind, to not think or move habitually, but to do it with just a little bit more consciousness. Wow! Oh, I'm enthused. <laughs> is that a word? <laughs> I feel like I want I want this to finish now, <laughs> so I can try. I can play with this a little bit, see what it can be, mean for you. Yeah, and if it's hard to, be, I finish with this. If it's hard to be oneself, you know, uh, today these days, you know, because sometimes, of course, it's really hard uh, to be, you know, to be in this body or in this. Hard, you know, this ripping happening, or tightness, or you know, it's not easy. Yeah, is it possible to invite? Invite? Might be, you know, sometimes we invite somebody and they don't come. So invite, invite some tenderness, some compassion, some, some you know, some way of accompanying oneself, you know, all that easy to be you, my love. That's, I'll take you home, you know, I'll be with I'll stay. Some, something, so inviting. And sometimes it's available, sometimes not. So play with this in a way that you see fit, or that is possible in these conditions that we're in. Let's take just a moment to, to be here together. The practice that we engage uh, in this weekend be for our benefit and the benefit of all our relationships the benefit of the relationship of those with those of the past, of the present and of the future. May our practice protect us and protect all life no exclusion no exception okay thank you thank you so much for it for the trust even if it's just a little bit. Thank you so much. I'm. Uh, I'm I feel very respon Very. I want to really take care of the, the this uh, this trust that you you know you, you offer. Thank you. Thank you for listening.